Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome to our ninth podcast, Me, Mom, and Dad, where we keep sharing what we have learned along the way with my dad's Parkinson's. My dad is Harold, and my mom is Gloria, and I'm Tia Thompson. For those of you who are just joining us, Those of you who have been listening to the podcast, I apologize, but for new listeners, I have to tell our names and introduce ourselves again. So I apologize too, you great listeners. Uh, It is Gloria, my mom's birthday. It was her birthday last week, and she gets to pick where she would like to, where she would like to have her birthday. Her birthday breakfast. But my dad says, how about we go here? And how about we go there? He likes to name his favorite places. Why are we going there? That's what he says with excitement. Why are we eating there? And my mom lays into him and says, it's not your birthday. This really happened, my friends. A 84 and 82 year old arguing about where we're going to eat. It tickles me to listen to the two of them, how they get so excited about these things. So for her birthday, we, 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 uh, for her birthday weekend, we journey first on to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, then we go to Walmart. They uh, love Walmart, especially my dad. And uh, my sister always says, don't you need a break? You're hanging out with two old people. But uh, if you remember, uh, I traveled for many, 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 many years traveling. And uh, because of being away from them for so many years, I, I, I don't mind. I love going to these uh old people places and they're not old people places because I enjoy it too. Walmart makes uh, my dad very happy. It makes this man so happy Walmart, especially when my crazy uncle is with us. They go to Walmart like a lot. And remember our slogan, keep the Parkinson's patient happy. Keep them happy. That's what the books say. That's what we've read. If you are just joining our podcast, my mom and dad are, my mom and dad and I are sharing our journey with my dad's Parkinson's. Uh, So we're sharing how he, we managed to keep him having a fruitful life with this disease. We share the good and the bad, but if you saw my dad uh, at, you wouldn't even know that he has Parkinson's and that is what compelled me to share these podcasts of my dad's Parkinson's in hopes to inspire any one of you who might have a loved one or friend with Parkinson's. For anyone you know with Parkinson's, we are sharing the importance of many things, but The big part we're sharing is the absorbing of the medication properly. 
I already have friends who have tried uh, what we've been doing with making sure the Parkinson's med absorbs properly. And they say, Tia, it is amazing how my loved one is uh, adjusting so much better. How come the doctors don't tell us this? And they try, but uh, that's why we're sharing it. At least it is what has been working very well for my dad. Everybody might be different, but in a few of my friends, it's working. It's allowing the corba dopa leva dopa, which is usually the Parkinson's medication, that is the name, to absorb on an empty stomach. And on the previous podcast, I share his schedule and how we're doing it. Um, At least three hours before eating. At least two hours. Sometimes we do three hours. You can go back to the previous episodes and listen. I explain exactly uh, our experience. And again, I have a few friends who have tried it with their loved ones and or friends. and, And it works. While we went out, while we went out on my mom's birthday meal, uh, we went around a brunch hour, like for brunch. And we always give my dad his third Parkinson's pill, Corda, Corbadopa, Levadopa. We always give him his third Parkinson's med at 11.30 p.m. And, oh, wait, 11.30 is sorry before noon not p.m that would be at night sorry eleven thirty a.m around lunchtime we give him his pill eleven thirty, and we wait two hours my mom and i which means he will always eat his lunch at 1 30 it's a strict regimen that we hardly ever break and he will walk strong no wobbly legs if we stick to this routine So we do this routine every day religiously. It so happened on my mom's birthday, we arrived at the restaurant at 1230. And my mom and I figure, come on, what can it hurt? Just eating an hour earlier. He looks good. He's walking good. And we're here and, you know, we got to eat. Well, it matters big time, at least for my dad. We don't wait for the med. We didn't wait for the med to absorb two hours. We ate an hour earlier when we left the restaurant. My dad had what we call wobbly legs. Because we got there at 1230. We figured by the time we get the food, we'll roll into one o'clock, 115. But of course, that day, everything went fast. Food came fast. And when we left the restaurant, he had wobbly legs walking on walking on our way to the to our vehicle and I had to guide him to the car he was wobbling and I had to help him now after a few minutes he was totally fine you know he sat and sat for a bit on a bench on the way to the vehicle and then like a few minutes he walked like a champ but he did have those wobbly legs we call and he was totally fine the rest of the day but every time we cheat a little, my mom and I with the pill, 
this always happens with the wobbly legs. So we're very, very strict 99% of the time. It's just an example how important it is to allow the Parkinson's med to absorb. I'm sharing this information with you always um, on these podcasts for any new listeners. Um, is all we love to do is share this information and other information you can go back to previous episodes. If you have a loved one with Parkinson's, this info is so important. At least it is for my dad. And every episode, every episode, we are touching on the absorbing issue, which brings me to my mom. I try to. Uh, put some loved ones on the podcast and because uh, cause she is the birthday girl, I am sharing Gloria Thompson, my mom, with you again. Here is Gloria. Kitchen with, with mom, Gloria Thompson, Harold Thompson's uh, wife. We are cooking dinner. Joy, 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 I'll share this recipe, we call it Mrs. Parker's Yock. I'll explain that later, my friends. But it is just chicken wings and like a chickeny bouillon sauce over a pasta. But the birthday girl just had a birthday. Mommy, tell them how your birthday was. My birthday was great. Tell them what happened. I had lots of surprises. I had breakfast on my birthday Pancakes morning. Pancakes on your birthday morning. That's my favorite breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, and then you spent my money mm-hmm. on a big rack of spare ribs. Mm-hmm. When I went out to dinner, I got roses, I got cards, yes. and I got lots of... Phone calls. Phone calls, and everything was perfect. You ate the whole rack of ribs. Yes, I didn't leave any. You got me for 70-some dollars. But aren't I worth it? Oh, yes, you are indeed. And your husband, Mr. T, was trying to decide what he wanted to do on your birthday. On my birthday. And you told him. It's not your birthday. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. 82 years young. How you feel at 82? Just like I did when I was 62. Ooh, 82 is the new 62. Mm. Hear the pop bowling? Mmm. <laughs> Don't let them cook too much in there. That pasta look done to me. Uh-uh. And we will give you the recipe to Mrs. Parker's Yacht. Say goodbye, birthday girl. Bye-bye. That is my mom, Gloria Thompson. She and I are the caretakers of my dad. The three of us are a great team, and she and I are a great team. She's a young 82, and uh, she uh, exercises as well. And on these podcasts, I share recipes. Um, and here is why I've explained before, because cooking together as a family, um, 
really just brings joy and happiness and peace to my dad because my brother, my sister was a little girl. Miss Parker, I can remember, I was about five or six or seven years old, and she would bring this dish over in a Tupperware. I can remember it like it's yesterday. And it w- it's chicken wings over a pasta. So that's the first recipe, and it's delicious. So you take a pot of water, maybe three or four cups of water. A lot of these recipes, uh, I'm eyeballing it. So for those of you who cook, my friends are like, Tia, we don't cook that well the way you're explaining it. We don't understand. Those who cook are great cooks. They totally get it. So I'll try not to go too fast and make it so everyone can explain. So three or four cups of water, or if you have a pot, go halfway up. What I like to do is take the bouillon cubes in the pack and put them in the water, and you are boiling up some chicken bouillon. Now, my mom, she likes to buy the either cans or containers of bouillon, chicken bouillon. I like to use the bouillon cubes. I put chicken wings in the pot after you season the chicken wings with salt and pepper. She likes to use garlic powder and onion powder. I used kosher salt and pepper, chicken wings. I put them in the pot of water with the bouillon cubes. And you boil these chicken wings up. And for me, the water and a bouillon or two cubes, the chicken itself makes a nice chicken bouillon. Once again, my mom likes to buy the containers of bouillon, but I like the freshness of the chicken flavor really gets in there. So either way, you can do that. Boil these chickens up for a good two hours. They'll start to get soft, and they'll start to fall off the bone. Also, in your water of chicken bouillon, cut up some onions and celery slices. Okay, and that boils up with the chicken. And again, I'm doing this by memory, so if I backtrack, I apologize. Um, and yeah, it boils for a good two hours. You'll see the chicken start to fall off the bone, but you don't want the chicken wing to like totally fall off the bone. So a good two hours, even maybe an hour and a half, you kind of know when the chicken is done. But it they get pretty soft. Take the chicken out of the, of the, I like to take the chicken wings out and put them on a plate so they don't totally fall off the bone because then you just have shredded chicken. You don't want shredded chicken. You want the chicken wings to stay kind of whole. Um, if, if we're cooking like up to dinner, you could, you could leave the chicken wings in there. But if you've cooked you know, like, I don't know, noon or one o'clock, you want to take those chicken wings out because the longer they stay in the pot, the more they'll just fall off the bone. So you want to kind of, I don't know when you cook, but uh, you can, you, you, you want to take them out. 
And then near dinner, you can put the chicken wings back in the pot to get that bouillon flavor. Boil up some pasta, any kind of pasta, spaghetti or angel hair we use. Most of the time we use just spaghetti or angel hair. Boil that up. Once your pasta is done, now you know you want to flavor, season your pasta water with pretty much a lot of uh, kosher salt I use. You want it to taste nice and salty for your pasta. And once the pasta is done, put pasta on a plate and put your chicken wings on top of the pasta serving, plating it like that. Pour a little bit of the bouillon juice on top of pasta and chicken wings. What makes this so good is we dice up raw onion when we're serving it. So each plat platter is pasta and chicken wings and you sprinkle these raw onions. Sounds simple. But the flavor of the onions mixed with this chicken bouillon dish is amazing. And then we'll pour a little soy sauce, soy sauce on top of everything and the flavors. We've been eating this since we were young kids. Mrs. Parker's Yuck. That's what we call it. It's delicious. Another recipe is going to be my biscuit recipe. Again, I apologize for those of you who are like, Tia, we don't cook. I'll try to explain it real simple. You need self-rising flour. And depending on how many people, if we have a lot of folks over, a lot of family, I will eyeball the self-rising flour. I pour, pour the self-rising flour in a bowl. So I will say maybe two cups of self-rising flour. If it's just me, my mom, and dad, I use one cup of self-rising flour. So if you're doing five or six people, two cups of self-rising flour. I like to take a fork and whisk it around to get the lumps out of the flour. These biscuits are amazing. And you'll be like, I've been slaving over biscuits forever. Trust me, they're so good. Okay, you poured your self-rising flour in a bowl. Whisk them all around. You need to make a well in the middle of the flour. A well is like you're making a hole. You're digging a hole. Take a spoon and just press down in the middle and you'll see a hole. About two tablespoons wide hole. And it's called a well. Most cooks know, but those of you who don't who do not know, make a well. Just press the spoon down and I can't, uh, two inches, yeah, an inch or two wide hole. You're going to take your buttermilk, my friends. This is what makes it. Oh, sorry. In the well, you are taking Crisco and putting Crisco or shortening, but I say Crisco because you need the Crisco type shortening. Take your Crisco. Take uh, if you got two cups of flour in the well, you got a, a, a inch and a half or two wide well. You need to take maybe two tablespoons of shortening and put in that well. 
I'll sometimes put three, three Crisco's, three tablespoons of Crisco. But we're trying to watch our weight, so two or three tablespoons. Put a well. So you got a ball of Crisco sitting in the well of your self-rising flour. You'll thank me later, friends. It's going to be so good. Then you're taking your buttermilk and pouring about half a cup of buttermilk. I apologize, this eyeballing that I just know. If I'm feeding 10 people, then I have more flour, then I pour more buttermilk. So for these two cups of buttermilk and your three or two or three tables of shortening, you're going to pour a half a cup of buttermilk. But I would have a whole cup ready in a cup or something because once you mix it up, you might need more buttermilk. So we start with the half a cup. Pour a half cup of buttermilk on top of this shortening, self-rising mixture. You'll see it's all wet in there. Now, my grandma, she would take her hand and go from the edge of the bowl, scooping into the middle. I hope I'm explaining that. She would take her hand scooping in, scooping in, scooping in, turning the bowl around to go all around the bowl, scooping ingredients in, buttermilk in, scooping in from the edge of the bowl to the middle, edge of the bowl to the middle, going all around. You'll see all your ingredients begin to come and make a ball. Now, she used her hand. The old school girls used their hand to do this. I use a spoon or a spatula to scoop in, to scoop in. You'll begin to have a wet ball. Here's the thing. You don't want it too wet. You don't want it too dry. It's kind of semi-wet ball of dough. And those are your biscuits. Now, the uh, some people, if you have a, you don't want it too wet. You don't want it too dry. If you're going to, you can take the bowl of dough Sprinkle flour out on your counter, and you can dump this ball out and roll out the dough. You got to put flour on your rolling mixture and roll out. You can cut biscuits out. What I do is I leave the mixture in the bowl, the ball of wet dough. And I'll just take a tablespoon or two, depending on how big you want them. I'll put flour, semi uh, self-rising flour on my hand. I'll take a spoon of this batter, place it on a plate of flour, a little bit of flour, dusting flour on a plate. This because I'm trying to be this cleaner for me the way do, the way I do it. I'll sprinkle a little flour on a plate. I scoop out with a spoon this dough mix biscuit mixture and I put it on top of the self-rising flour and I put a little dusting on top of the dough the tablespoon of one biscuit that I'm making right now and I gotta put flour on my hand too then I'll pick up this little tablespoon of dough and I make a biscuit that's how my grandma did it in her hand, she made a beautiful round biscuit in a pan. Scoop up another tablespoon. My mom likes big biscuits, so I might do a big biscuit. That would be two tablespoons of the biscuit dough. 
flour on my hand, a little dusting flour on the plate, and you'll feel the one or the one biscuit in your hand, you'll feel it getting nice and silky. And you, the more you do it, the more you'll make a beautiful biscuit in your pan. Spray your pan, biscuit pan, with the, you know, the pan spray. We do that because it works for us. Spread this a light, light uh, spray of the uh, pan spray. And place your biscuits close together. Another biscuit, another biscuit, nice and silky flour. And turn your oven on 400. Biscuits are in 400. When the biscuits, they will cook for a good 25, 26, maybe up to 30 minutes. You'll smell the biscuits after 20 minutes. You'll smell them. When they come out, we pour melted butter on there, a little bit of melted butter. Or if you like a lot. Delicious. You will love it. One more recipe. Cinnamon rolls. You can go to your market in, uh, like uh, we have Publix here. They have a pizza refrigerator with just pizza dough. I grab a bag of pizza dough. I grab a bag of pizza dough. I grab a bag of pizza dough in the in the refrigerator and I roll it out. Uh put some dusting flour on your on your on your counter and roll out the dough. Roll it out nice and thin. Melted butter spread over the dough. Cinnamon sprinkle cinnamon or on top of the butter. And sometimes I put some pecans in there. But if you're just doing straight up simple uh, cinnamon rolls, butter, uh, cinnamon, sugar, and then you roll the edges. Roll, roll this dough, roll this dough, roll this dough. And then you'll have a long roll of dough. And you cut. And there's your cinnamon rolls. Put them in a pan. Spray your pan. We like to spray our pan. It's better for us. Things don't stick. And um, cut. And put them in a pan. You'll see them all rolled up like cinnamon rolls. We sprinkle some more butter on the top once they're in the pan. And then uh, you can put some pecans on there. Uh, but those are cinnamon rolls. It's different from sticky buns. Later I can do sticky buns. And those are your three recipes. Hope you enjoy it. So remember, my friends, to stay happy with what whatever with whatever you are facing. This is what we do, my mom, dad, and I, to keep my dad's life positive and strong. Positive thinking keeps my mom and I happy too. My dad is 84 with Parkinson's and my mom has just just turned 82 and the three of us keep moving and I'm 39. Just kidding. I'm not 39. I'm a bit older than 39, but I feel young and we keep moving. Yes, I repeat every episode. Exercise, 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 exercise. 
is the key to my dad's success with uh, moving through this Parkinson's. He walks around like a champ, and it is the key, and it is a big part of our life. It is what heals my dad's body with this disease, and my mom and I join him. She goes to the gym with him. I ride my bike, and uh, exercise is the key to fighting this disease. So fill your lives with much joy. Find the joy somewhere. For our family, it's family and friends, cooking together and laughing together, and of course, number one, our faith. Please subscribe to me, Mom, Dad, and our journey with Parkinson's. Please subscribe. And thank you so much for listening, my friends. Please enjoy the music. Thank you.